0: Let us pray, Father, we are thankful to you tonight for this privilege of meeting together for fellowship and for prayer. We thank you for the privilege of being able to talk to you and we thank you for the welcome you have given us to cast all our cares upon you for you do care for us. We thank you for the invitation you have given to us. Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. We thank you, Lord, that you're calling us to yourself and encouraging us to draw near unto you. And you promised that when we do that, you will draw near unto us. So draw near to us tonight. Stretch out your hand, dear Father, and rest it upon this one who is sick in body. Touch and heal, we pray. This one who is exhausted because of the pressures and the cares and the stress of this life. O God, minister to them right now. For this one whose heart is broken, who has lost a loved one, who is grieving over some loss, we ask, dear God, that you will again minister to them. Every need in this circle tonight, we ask that you will supply. Every pain, you will relieve. Every heartache, you will heal. Every sorrow, you will replace with comfort and joy. Oh, great God, you love us. And because you love us, you gave your only begotten Son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. We believe in him tonight. This moment we believe, every moment we believe, and we ask you to help us to believe every single moment of the rest of our life We thank you for the blood of Jesus that cleanses us, that gives us life. Oh, that is the passport for us through the gates of heaven. We thank you, Lord God, that when you see the blood, you will pass over us. Bless these people tonight and bless these moments, especially as we spend these moments around your word and seek for nuggets of blessing seek for words of encouragement, seek for words of hope and healing, words of faith that will guide us through this pathway of life. Oh Lord, we thank you. Bless each person in this audience tonight and every home into which this ministry comes. Bless that home, bless, bless, bless. Fill each home and each heart With your wonderful presence, drive out every doubt, every fear, and every care, and let the joy of the Lord really become their strength. O Lord, our God, we bless you. We honor you. We worship you. We glorify you. And we thank you for this hour of prayer in Jesus' great and mighty name. And everybody said, amen. And amen Tonight, for our prayer time, we will be examining a passage of scripture from Second Chronicles chapter 20. that's chapter twenty of Second Chronicles. We'll be looking at some of the verses there as we go through the narrative from verse one, and we hope that we could get as far as verse number 28 in the next 15 or 20 minutes. So turn with me to Second Chronicles chapter 20. It is a story about the King Jehoshaphat who was faced with some trials. We want to see from the scriptures how he faced these trials and how he handled them and how God gave him great success and great victory. I'll read some portions and pause to comment on them and to challenge you. We may even pause for moments of prayer as we come to various sections. Second Chronicles 20, it happened after this that the people of Moab with the people of Ammon and others with them besides the Ammonites came to battle against Jehoshaphat. This is a real example of life. Troubles come. Battles come. Difficulties come. Sometimes we expect them, and sometimes they come unexpectedly. Sometimes we contribute to them, and sometimes we do nothing to draw such battles toward us. But battles come. As long Job put it this way, He said, man that is born of a woman is full of trouble. And indeed, troubles and trials come uninvited many times. But here, Jehoshaphat was no exception, and you are no exception. Troubles do come. Verse 2, then some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, a great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, from Syria, and they are in Hazazon Tamar, which is in Gedi. So Josaphat knew that the army was against him, but when people began to come and tell him, a great and mighty army is out there, a great multitude, they're coming towards you, and they're within striking distance of you. Many times when you hear reports, They're always worse than what they actually are. But regardless of how bad these reports are, our God is bigger than any report that can come. Our God is bigger than any of the facts of life. Yes, the enemy was out there. Yes, and they were near. Yes, what would Jehoshaphat do? What would be his reaction? Verse number three. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaim the fast throughout all Judah. Jehoshaphat understood that when trials come, it's a time for prayer. But the human nature uh, also says it's a time for fear. But Jehoshaphat never allowed himself to be overcome by fear when he could use the weapon of prayer. And prayer is always the cure, the remedy, and the answer to fear. Prayer is the cure to fear. For the Lord has not given to us the spirit of fear, but a power of love and of a sound mind. The psalmist said, what time I'm afraid... I will trust in the Lord. And in another place he said, I will trust and never be afraid. So Jehoshaphat became fearful, but he countered that fear by seeking the Lord and by proclaiming a fast throughout the land. So all Judah, in verse 4, gathered together to ask help from the Lord. And they gathered from all the cities of Judah to seek the Lord. Now, it was Jehoshaphat's problem. He was the king, but he alone and his prayer alone could not solve the problem. If he could get as many people as possible to join with him in prayer, God would answer people's prayer. Yes, he does answer individuals' prayer. But when people come together, if two shall agree on earth, the record says, as touching anything they shall ask, it shall be done for them of the Father. One will chase a thousand, but two will put 10,000 to flight. So Jehoshaphat prayed, thank God. He called on the nation to fast, and the people came together to pray to fast, and to seek the face of God in the face of this attack from the enemy. I don't know what attack you are experiencing tonight, but I want to join with you, and I want you to know that I will join with you, and many in this group will immediately join with you to believe God for your victory. Why don't we do that for a few seconds? Father, in the name of Jesus, We join our faith together in prayer for everyone in this group and outside of the group who is going through a great and severe attack from the enemy, severe trial, severe testing, great pressures, unexpected challenges in life. We join together and we agree against these forces. We resist the enemy. And we command the enemy to go. We command this mountain to be removed in the name of Jesus. We command this mountain to become a plain, to be reduced to level ground, and even to sink from its height and become a valley in the name of Jesus. Let there be change in this situation, we pray, as we agree together in Jesus' name. So the people and Jehoshaphat united in prayer and in seeking the face of God and in fasting as they saw the reality of the invading armies right before their eyes. Verse number five. Then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the court, and he said, Now, Jehoshaphat as king and as leader was not afraid to lead the nation in prayer. He prayed. He stood up publicly in the midst of the assembly of Judah and as king and as the highest uh, figure in the land, he was not ashamed to own his God. Let us be of that caliber who are not ashamed, people who are not ashamed to own our God and to acknowledge Him in every difficult situation and in every other situation. Let's acknowledge Him in all your ways. Acknowledge Him, and He shall direct thy path. Jehoshaphat prayed a wonderful prayer. And in this prayer, he exalted God. It says here in Second Chronicles 20 and verse number 6, O Lord God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? And do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nation? And in your hand is there not power and might so that no one is able? To withstand you, are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants of the land before your people Israel and gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend, forever? Jehoshaphat, before the Lord, went into the history of the nation and he showed God his father. He reminded God his father how before time he was kind to the nation kind to Abraham the father of the nation and delivered them from the hand of the enemy would he abandon them now would he leave them to be attacked and to be uh, decimated by these Moabites and Ammonites and company point is the God who delivered you in the past, that same God will deliver you in your situation and condition presently. He is able, more than able, to accomplish what concerns you today. The, the record goes on. I'll go down to verse number 11. And Jehoshaphat is pointing out before the Lord, not that the Lord doesn't see. The Lord sees and he knows everything. But when we pinpoint these uh, ideas and these areas of hurt to God, God will know more clearly by our confession exactly where we are hurting. In verse number 11, he says, Here they are, rewarding us by coming to throw us out of your possession. Hold a minute. The Israelites had a chance to destroy them, and God said, no, 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 don't do that. So Israel spared them. So Jehoshaphat is saying to the Father now, these same people that we spared way back in history, these people are rewarding us now by coming to throw us out of your possession. Notice how crudely Jehoshaphat put it. He didn't say these people are coming to take over. He didn't say these people are coming to uh, uh, flood us or something like that. He said they've come to throw us out. Always remember, the devil is not a gentleman and you don't call him sir or mister or anything like that. He's a bad devil. He's a wicked devil. His intention is to steal to kill and to destroy. He is going for the jugular, as they say. He is a destroyer. We cannot be on speaking terms with him except in Jesus' name. We speak to him, Devil, get behind me in Jesus' name. I rebuke you, Devil. I curse you, Devil. In Jesus' name. We don't speak endearingly or softly or gently to him. He is not a gentleman. Jesus is our gentle savior, who is able to destroy all the works of the enemy. For this purpose, the son of God was manifested that he might destroy all the works of the enemy. Yes, now they have come to throw us out of your possession which you have given to us, which you have given us to inherit. Jehoshaphat understood that God was for him and God was for the nation. He understood that the Moabites and the Ammonites and company were totally against God and so against God's people. So he did not give them any space He did not give the Ammonites and Moabites any encouragement, but he spoke to them as they really were. They were coming to throw them out of the possession that God had given to them. Imagine God has given you something, and the devil has come to take it away. God has given you children, and your intention is for those children to live for God and to worship God and to serve God. And here is the devil coming to lead them astray, to put them in bondage, to make them disobedient and disagreeable. Here is the devil coming to make them to be a a pain for you night and day so that you have no rest. In the name of Jesus, you have rest. In the name of Jesus, those children have been dedicated to God. They belong to him, and they will live in peace with God. They will live free from the attack of the enemy. They will live free from the bondage of the enemy. They will live free from the habits that the devil is wanting to inflict and impose upon them. Your children are free. They belong to the Lord. They are holy unto the Lord. They are an heritage. Ch- your children belong to God. And they will be kept under God's covering and God's protection as you recognize that the devil is out to destroy them. The Bible says, resist the devil and he shall flee from you. These people, Jehoshaphat said, have come to throw us out of the possession that you have given us. And he continues in his prayer in verse 12. He says, oh, our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us, nor do we know what to do. And it would have been nice if there was a period right there it would not have been so nice if there was appeared right there, but there is a but coming after all of that negative. But our eyes are upon you. We know what is the intention of the devil, but our eyes are upon you. We know what is the state of affairs with our children's life. but our eyes are upon you. We know how big this problem is, but our eyes are upon you. Eyes are upon you. We know what the condition is. We know what the facts are. We know what the doctor report says, but our eyes are upon you. And once your eyes are on the Lord, you will recognize him as the one who is the author and the finisher of your faith. Our eyes are upon you, Jehoshaphat said. Verse number 13. Now all Judah with their little ones, their wives and their children, stood before the Lord. In the prayer meeting, they remained throughout the season and the session of prayer. And let me say this to you. In the presence of the Lord, there is not only fullness of joy, but at his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. You will see prayers answered as you continue in the presence of the Lord. You will see victory as you continue to stand firm and hold fast in the presence of the Lord, you will see the answer as you remain consistent and persistent in, in the presence of the Lord. Here the people with their little ones, the men with their wives and children stood before the Lord. And it wasn't long before the Spirit of the Lord came upon a prophet by the name of Jehaziel. And he opened his mouth, and from his lips dropped some beautiful words. Listen in verse 15. All you of Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and even you, O King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid nor dismayed, because of this great multitude. for the battle is not yours, but God. Yes, the multitude is great. the problem is big, the mountain is high, but don't look at your mountain. Look at the maker of the mountains. Look beyond the mountains and see the maker, the Lord God, who made the mountains, and who made the seas. The prophet had a word for them. He said, the answer is on the way, because tomorrow you will go down against them. They will surely come up by the ascent of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness, verse 17. You will not need to fight. I wish there was a period there. You would not need to fight, but it goes on, in this battle. So this battle you're in, you don't need to fight. Let's see what else he says. I'm sure he says, Stand, yes, he says, Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you. Stand still. Drop your hands to your side and say, Lord, this fight is not mine. This fight is yours. You are going to be the mastermind in this whole project. I leave the fighting to you, and I will wait and watch and expect the great victory that only you can bring. So he said... Do not be afraid or dismayed. Go out against them, for the Lord is with you. That's verse number 17. And what about verse number 18? And the king bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem bowed before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. This is amazing. In the face of the enemy, Israel was worshiping the Lord. Just like the psalmist said, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Sometimes you, the enemy causes you to tremble, but don't tremble. Just bow and worship. Like Job, after he lost almost everything, the Bible says in Job 1 and 20 that he arose tore his garment or his robe, shaved his, his head, and he fell on the ground and worshipped Job 1 and 20. Yes, worship the Lord in the face of the adversity you're facing right now. Give God praise. Give him glory. Give him honor. Hallelujah. For he is God and he cannot fail. And then towards the end here, It says that um, then the Levites in verse 19 of the children of the Kohathites and of the children of the Kohathites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with voices loud Mm -hmm. and high. Oh, they shouted the praises of God unashamed. Mm -hmm. So let me go to verse number 20. So they rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, and I think I'm going to close with these words. Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe on the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. Believe the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. Faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Only believe all things are possible. To them that believe. God did a wonderful thing for Jehoshaphat and the people. He sent confusion among the great armies that were there and they turned their swords one against the other. And they self destructed they destroyed themselves and left all their riches and possessions behind it took the Israelites three days to, to gather the stuff, and they didn't even get through in three days. The victory was so great, and they ended up... You could read that the rest of the chapter for yourself. They ended up singing and praising God. Friend, Josaphat had big problems on his hand.
1: You may have
0: big problems tonight, but your secret is not to be afraid, but to open your lips and pray to God and ask him and to stand still and see your victory is assured. Your your part is to honor him and give him praise and worship in the face of your adversity and by his miraculous power, in the name of Jesus, your victory is right here and now. So, let's pray. Father, your God, your word is true. What you did for King Jehoshaphat and the children of Judah you will do for each one of us in this house tonight. Nothing is too hard. We have formed our faith in you, our faith in your promises, and we declare that our mountain has been removed and has been cast into the midst of the sea. We believe and we doubt not in our hearts that the victory is ours through Christ our Lord. Mountain, be removed, be cast into the midst of the sea, and we call it done in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. We want to thank you for spending these 40 minutes with us on this uh, telephone ministry tonight. And we trust that each request that you're presented to the Lord has been taken care of before God. For he promised that before we call, he will answer. And while we're yet speaking, he will hear. So God bless you real good and we trust that we will see you or be with you on Wednesday night, Lord willing, for the midweek Bible study. This coming Sunday is Pentecost Sunday, or With Sunday as it used to be called, and uh, many of the churches will be remembering and commemorating the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter two. So try to go to church somewhere near and let God have his way in your life. We bless you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. We bless you. Praise God.